0: Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Welcome to the Harland Highway. I am Harland Williams, and uh, man, we had a a crazy week here. We had some technical difficulties with Monday's show, uh, podcast number seven sixty nine, and uh, and now uh, we we, ca- we had some trouble getting it up and running. And a bunch of you wrote in and and called and said, "Hey, we can't get it. We can't download it." So we had to deal with a bunch of technical issues. And now it's it's uh, Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. And so what we're gonna do? It would be stupid to release a podcast today and then Thursday. So we're gonna combine uh, seven sixty nine into Monday and Thursday. It's kind of like a sixty nine. It's like it's like the Harlan Highways doing a sixty nine position one on top of the other, blended together. So think of this as the sixty nine er episode. So we apologize for, uh, this is like the first time where we've had to kind of miss an episode, but uh, it was due to some technical snafus. Uh, so some of this podcast you will hear is kind of uh, a day outdated, but then I updated at the end And uh, we're talking about bodily functions, we're talking about The Tonight Show, we're talking about how you rate talent, all kinds of fun stuff. Let's do it. Episode 769, The Harland Highway!
1: Where am I? What is this, some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to The Harland Highway. What you talking about, Will? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh God, what's happening here? You're a very bad man. That is fantastic.
0: Yes. Yes, here we go. This is the Harlan Highway Podcast. Welcome, one and all. Good to have you here. Uh, We got a great show today, as always. When don't I have a great show? I mean, what, are you crazy? You, you think uh, maybe I'm not going to have a great show for you today? Uh, maybe you, uh, you've uh, you've gotten crazy? You've, uh, you've got a nut loose in your, in your head here? Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, bring up something that's slightly uncomfortable. Um, I think this has happened to all of us. It happened to me the other day, and... It got me wondering, man. It got me wondering, who the hell am I? What the what the hell am I? What kind of living organism am I? And here's what happened: I was out for a walk, okay. I was out for a little walk, just uh, strolling down the street on a nice sunny day. People all around, you know, noises. Friendly faces, footsteps in the street, and all of a sudden—and this is delicate, this is not for the faint of heart—but all of a sudden, my my body did something that I don't know that I understand or like. But I just did like an innocent little burp, you know, a little 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 burp in my mouth. wasn't a loud like you know, big loud you know i just drank 3 cans of beer burp it was a subtle little burp we've all burped and and during that burp that subtle little burp that turned out to be not so subtle a how do i put this delicately but you know d- don't 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 shoot the messenger but we've all had this happen i believe that's why i want to talk about it in that burp, in the burp action, if you will, a little cluster, or a little pile, or a little segment, or a little mound—I don't even know how to how to, a little dollop, maybe I don't know. A little chunk, a little a little puddle of of food. <laughs> that I had had, like, earlier that day came up in my throat. Like, you know, just, you know, uh, maybe a thimbleful, or maybe, you know, I don't know, a spoonful, a little teaspoonful of what I can only describe as unregurgitated food. It wasn't vomit like it didn't come from the, the the bottom of my stomach like vomit it it came up like little chunks it wasn't fully digested it wasn't it wasn't in a, a super liquidy form the way vomit is and I, I know you people are like, what the hell is he talking about my I feel queasy but but I need to talk about this it it got me thinking. So it came up like a like a little chunk of meat and, and some of the savory uh, condiments and and flavors the garlic the little maybe a little piece of onion <laughs> I know it's awful, but I think you know what I mean. It's like sometimes you do do this burp and and a little a little um little segment of your last meal somehow comes up with it, and you had said meal like who knows how long ago, six hours ago, eight hours ago, nine hours ago, and and suddenly you're walking around, and if you're not willing to spit this stuff out, you've suddenly got this, you've got this this memory of a past meal in, in your mouth, it's like, oh, th- those ribs I ate uh, eight hours ago, they're back. Um, boy, and you can still taste the taste. Like every single taste comes with it. And it's not a vomity taste. Like I said, it, it's, it's, it's a taste that still smacks of what the meal tasted like. And so now you're walking down the street smiling at people, and unbeknownst to them, you've got part of your meal from eight hours ago sloshing around in your mouth. And I'm wondering why. Why do I suddenly have rib meat and potato and onions in my mouth? I was what what? And all of a sudden I I I got this this primal instinct. I don't know if you've ever seen on the nature shows when when the birds or the coyotes the wild dogs of Africa that they carry their, their meal around in their stomachs. And when they get back to their hatchlings or they get back to their cubs or their puppies or whatever you want to call them, they regurgitate. They bring up all the food in their belly and, and they kind of puke it right into their little, their little babies' mouths for them to eat. And so here's me walking around the street of a big city with a mouthful of regurgitated, you know, prime rib and coleslaw. And I'm I'm thinking, well, what if what if my primal instinct kicks in and I'm I start looking around for a baby? Suddenly I'm I'm grabbing someone's baby and I'm like. Feed my child, feed eat the nutritious giblets, my child. The little baby's like crying and opening its mouth like a little like a little baby bird in a nest. Don't worry, feed my child. I'm spitting up ribs and prime rib and catfish and all whatever came up. Feed my child, you shall live, my child. I don't know, is it what what is that? Is that why that happens? Why why is there little Little piles of food coming up inside of us. I mean, I've studied anatomy. I think we've all studied human anatomy. Is has, has anyone ever seen a little food pocket? We have our Adam's apple. We have our thorax. We have our trachea. We have our esophagus. Is there? Am I missing something? Is there a little storage facility? Is there the? Is there a little uh, a little food reservoir, muscle or or stomach in somewhere hidden in my throat? Should I ever be lost at sea or deserted in the desert? Well, I should be okay for another day. I've got some fish and chips and a peanut butter sandwich right here in my uh my throat suitcase. <laughs> delicious oh that just that tastes uh, just as fresh as when i ate it 14 hours ago oh my god oh oh, wait 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 oh there's the gravy you know i wish i had a side dish boy what i wouldn't do for some some wonderful buttered corn oh wait a minute oh there it is good lord I mean, what are we chipmunks? It's it's like you ever you ever see uh you ever see squirrels and chipmunks when they're out hunting for nuts. They they shove like five hundred sunflower seeds into the the pockets in their cheeks. Is is that what we have? Some kind of a reservoir, a or a food reservoir hidden in somewhere in our throats that I'm not aware of. Like how could how could food just be sitting there all that time and and not be noticed or swallowed why Why didn't it go down with the rest of the food why is it waiting around Why? why is that why is it slacking off man so i don't know uncomfortable weird i i don't even like to talk about it i know you're probably sitting here cringing but i i think it's probably happened to you guys too i can't be the only one with a with a food reservoir meat pocket in my throat <coughs> eat my child eat the succulent ribeye beef my child don't mind that it's wrapped in a cocoon of phlegm my child good lord <laughs> so there you go i'm i'm a bit mystified i'm a bit more than a bit disgusted and what happens sometimes, I hate to admit this, sometimes instead of spitting it out, you, I, I think I actually chewed on it a little bit. There was like a piece of meat. I think I actually like chewed on, like like moved it around in my teeth. I'm like, wait, what's this? I'm, I'm, I'm like sliding it around in my mouth. I'm, I'm like, it, it's still like a fibrous piece of flesh from my baby back rims at uh, Applebee's. I'm like, well, I I better break this down better. Obviously, I I didn't do a good enough job chewing the first time nine hours ago. I I best chomp down on this and shred it up more so I can get it down into my belly. Boy, oh, boy. So there you go. That was a very strange experience for me. And... uh, Real creepy. Yeah. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. All right. Well let's move on to something a little more uh uh palatable, shall we say. Something that we can stomach, if you'll pardon the pun. Um I had uh, gotten a call from one of you pavement pounders uh not too long ago talking about the or asking my thoughts about the uh the um the Axl Rose ACDC merger. And uh whether I thought it was a good idea, or whether I thought it was sacrilegious or whether it was just a commercial, you know, you know, buyout, all kinds of reasons. And uh, if you listened to the podcast a few back, you will you would have uh, heard my answer to that question. Well, the uh, the gentleman, uh, John from Illinois, who who uh, posed the question, uh, he, uh, he listened to the podcast with my response and, uh, he in turn decided to, uh, call back and, uh, and leave a response on my response. And, uh, let's see if he liked what I had to say about Axl Rose being with ACDC or whether he, uh, he was opposed to my thoughts and opinions about the subject. So, uh, here's his call.
1: Hey, Harlan. Uh, It's John from Illinois again, from Peoria, Illinois. I was the one that called you and uh, asked your thoughts on Axl Rose singing for ACDC. And I heard your reply, and I have to say, Harlan, you actually changed my mind. And I think I called you with that reply. But uh, now a new development has happened. I went on... uh, I have a, I play guitar and I went on uh, a guitar group on Facebook and I posted the question and uh, just kind of gave a little bit of, uh, you know, my new insights from what you had told me. And it's, uh, you know, I'm getting back about 25% say you yeah, have a grade and 75% says, here, I'll read one for you. He's a talentless hack, and uh, I don't know, I, I, I you change my mind, I have to, and I've heard them, I've heard Axel sing with ACDC since then, and uh, I don't know, it sounds good, man, and I think those people have to not either be a Guns N' Roses fan, or a, or an Axel fan, or I don't know, man, but. I liked the combination, and I I didn't actually hear them until until you had given your reply and uh, changed my mind about it. And then I went on YouTube and kind of searched it out and heard him singing with them. It sounds great, man, but 75% of the people on the guitar group I posted said it sounds like shit, but I don't know, man. I'm still with you, man. Like I said, you have a different way of seeing things, and uh, you changed my mind, and I thought it was awesome seeing him play with, with Angus Young dancing around on the stage in front of him, and I don't know what was up with the wheelchair and the cast, but uh, anyway, I just want to say thanks again, and uh, chicken chow mein, brother.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, thank you for your response, John. Um... You know, it's interesting how sometimes people are uh, very resistant to change. They like they like things to s- stay the way they are. And, and I have to say that when it comes to bands, you know, there is the purity factor. I don't necessarily love it when, when a band finds a new singer or new members. It just doesn't, you know, somehow feel like the same band. It, it clearly isn't. The original chemistry, the original mix, that made those bands popular with people. But sometimes, as I said in life, people get older, people get sick, people die, people, people change. Uh, artists can have fights with each other and not want to work together anymore. And so, I think I think uh, we, the people, the consumers, have to be open and we have to uh we have to give artists some wiggle room and uh you have to remember that they're not just artists but like i said they're they're human beings that need to make a living and have to express their art and and, you know, it, it's, it's not easy to plug one band member into another band. It's, it's not like they just go, hey, let's get this guy. You know, they probably audition these people. They spend time with them. They see if there's a chemistry. And I think the thing that stood out the most uh, in your letter there, John, is that, um, you know, when, when someone calls someone a talentless hack, I think, uh, I think people have to be uh, very conscious of their remarks when they're sitting on their couch and, you know, look at their own lives. Um, someone like Axl Rose is certainly not a talentless hack. You're talking about a guy that took the rock and roll world by storm, who made a global impact who sold, you know, hundreds of millions of records, who turned people on to rock and roll, who rejuvenated rock and roll to a degree at a time when people weren't rocking quite as hard as Guns N' Roses. And, and, you know, there's a reason why people become so popular. It's because they have some degree of something that people like. And so I always caution people who are sitting on their couches, who have never had the balls to go up on stage, who have never performed in front of a crowd, who have never even stood in front of a crowd and talked. Or maybe you have. Maybe you've had to get up and say a few words at a wedding or a birthday party or a work function, and you, you realize how freaking intimidating and scary and hard it is. And you realize that's something you're not good at or you would ever want to do. And then you go and sit on your couch and eat your Pringles and call a professional who's up on stage every night a talentless hack. Uh-uh. I'm not going to let that stand. Um, you know, people who get up on stage and perform their hearts out, and whether you like them or not, are not talentless hacks. I mean, half the talent that they have is the ability to overcome being terrified of performing in front of other people that they don't even know. That is a skill set on its own before you even get to how good they can sing or do comedy or do a play. or And you, you always have to remember that, that these people that put themselves up there and out there It takes a certain amount of courage and, uh, and, uh, to just sit back and call them a talentless hack really isn't fair. Um, now, yes, there are, there are artists who seem to be better than others. There's people who excel and don't excel, but, you know, to, to name call and insult people and degrade them, um, is is probably not the best way to go, especially when you're talking about a mega talent like Axl Rose, who clearly has a whole world of talent, or he probably wouldn't have resonated so hugely on the music scene. Um, It's one thing if you're at a, a nightclub, at a truck stop, and some guy's up on stage and he's got, he has got—he doesn't have a good pitch to his voice and his guitar's out of tune and his lyrics aren't very good and yada, yada. Okay, you could say someone like that maybe has limited talent. But for those of you that like to be the uh, armchair critics here, uh, how many of you have got up and done karaoke? Why don't you think about that? Why don't you? Uh, why don't you think about your karaoke persona and think about how shitty you sang and how out of tune you sang and how stupid you look standing drunk up on stage at the nightclub, thinking in your head that you're some kind of Frank Sinatra or Axl Rose or Michael Buble or Beyonce or Whitney. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. In your head, that's who you think you are when you're singing up there. You think you're the best voice anyone's ever heard. And guess what? There's probably people sitting in the bar going, holy shit, what a talentless fuck. (laughs) Right? So why don't you put your talent up against someone like Axl Rose before you're willing to call him a talentless fuck. It just, it ain't cool. And for those of you that that have people you hate, maybe you hate Drake, maybe you hate Justin Bieber, maybe you hate Britney Spears, you can hate these people, but to call them talentless fucks is... Probably not accurate. I mean, at some level, they have a talent, whether their talent is their looks, whether their talent is their moves, whether their talent is their voices, whether their talent is their lyrics. Usually, people that make it past the karaoke stage of life usually rise to the top because they have some level of talent. Now, it's fine to say, I recognize that talent, I don't like that talent, that talent does not stimulate me, that talent does not feel legitimate or feel credible to me, that's fine. But, you know, I I come from the stand-up comedy world, and uh, I think I've drawn this parallel before, but, um, you know, very often you'll hear comedians Make fun of Carrot Top. Carrot Top is a prop comedian who who uh, who works in Las Vegas primarily, and they'll make fun of him because you know he he doesn't kind of do the traditional stand up comedy. He incorporates a lot of props and visuals into his act. Well, guess what? All those comedians that call him a, a, a talentless fuck and a hack, I'll tell you what, Carrot Top plays to sold out uh, theaters in Las Vegas twice a day every night of the week. Carrot Top makes like 10 million 20 million dollars a year while these other guys that think they're so much better slug it out on the road for 40 grand a year um, and just because you know you don't think they have talent doesn't mean that they don't have talent. So that's all I'm saying. You're allowed to not like somebody, but I, I, I would, I would, um, I would discourage you from from calling people talentless fucks because uh, I don't know that just that just seems unfair. Walk a mile in their shoes before you label them so harshly. So there you go. That's my follow up, John. I'm I'm glad uh, some of what I had to say made sense to you. Not that I was trying to uh, sway you in one direction or the other. Obviously, I love it that you made your own decision, but I'm glad I was able to shed a little light onto the whole conversation about Axl Rose joining forces with ACDC. Good stuff. Hey, thank you so much for that call. And uh, I love hearing from you guys. It's always a treat. Um. I'm trying to find my phone number here for you so that if you want to call me, you can. Uh, I don't have it here. I do not have it right in front of me. But uh, if you want, you can go to my website, harlanwilliams.com, and uh, check it out. Um, And the last thing I want to talk about here today is... um, Something really cool. Um, you know, i've I've been uh, I've been a regular on the late night talk show circuit um, for the last few decades. Uh, Conan and Jimmy Kimmel and uh, you know The Daily Show and Politically Incorrect and and David Letterman and all these uh, Conan, all these people. And uh, Tuesday night, this Tuesday. Uh, Tomorrow night, yours truly will be making his first appearance with Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, doing a little stand up comedy. And I'm very excited, uh, not only because uh, it's Jimmy, but also because this will be my third uh, host of The Tonight Show that I've got to work with. Uh, I think I did The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, maybe. I'm thinking maybe almost 20 times I was on The Tonight Show with Jay. It could be a little less. It could even be a little more. I mean, I just, I was on The Tonight Show so many times with Jay. And then, uh, and then I went on with, when Conan O'Brien was the host for one year, he was only in there for one year. Uh, I was one of Conan's guests on The Tonight Show when he was in Los Angeles for that one year. And now this will be my third Tonight Show host uh, during my career, and uh, very excited. This will be a lot of fun. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, actually worked with Jimmy uh, a number of times in the stand-up world. There, there was a time way back when uh, when Jimmy was still in Los Angeles where he opened for me Uh at a club one weekend. And then later on, when Jimmy was on Saturday Night Live, we actually did a really, really fun college gig together. Uh, we did an outdoor uh, event. It was just me and him doing stand-up comedy at, a, at an outdoor stage at a university. And uh, after, after the show, uh, Jimmy and I just had just a crazy night it was kind of kind of mirrored that that movie almost famous I think that the the movie about the Rolling Stone reporter. Um, it was the first movie where where uh, uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter popped onto the scene. But it was a movie where uh, a, rolling, a young Rolling Stone reporter followed around a up and coming band, went on their tour bus with them and so on, and there's there's a wonderful scene in that movie where, where, um, the reporter was up all night with the band as the band got invited back to some fans house and they were in the pool and they were drinking and they were partying it up. And, and so me and Jimmy Fallon had a night like that. Uh, after this gig, we, we just kind of got taken all over this city and, and we went from parties to, social events to bars to we ended up back at a frat house we're playing pool we're having beers we were it was just like this all night thing where me and jimmy were kind of like the toast of the town and it was super fun man i'll never i'll never forget it we just had such a good time so uh, i'm looking forward to seeing jimmy and that'll be tomorrow night on the tonight show I'll be uh, be doing stand up comedy. I haven't done stand up on a late night show for a long time. Usually, I go and I sit down and talk, but uh, I decided, you know, I, I, I want to get my stand up out there in front of people more. I want I want them to, you know, enjoy enjoy my jokes, enjoy my routine, and uh, and so uh, the Tonight Show and Jimmy were like, "Come on, let's do this." So I uh, hope you tune in. I hope you have a few laughs and. Uh, And, uh, we'll leave it right there. Hopefully when you're watching me, you don't, uh, you don't regurgitate any of your dinner. I I really don't want you, uh, chewing on yesterday's lunch while you're watching me
1: perform.
0: Disgusting. Um, so there you go. I think we'll, we'll end the show right there. Um, Thank you for your calls. If you want to call me, uh, please go to harlowwilliams.com. Okay, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Cut, 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 cut. Okay, so this is, this is where I come back in um, and take over from what was the technical difficulty show. So uh, as you know or may not know, I already did the Tonight Show. I did it uh, last night in New York City. And I flew home, and I got right onto my uh, into my studio to uh, to fix the uh, technical snafu because uh, people were having trouble downloading the uh, the last episode here. This episode seven sixty nine, which was supposed to air on uh, Monday, and because I was in New York and I was running around doing all the Tonight Show stuff, I just did not have time to deal with this. So I'm doing it now. So for the first time. I'm kind of combining Monday show and Thursday show together. So unfortunately it only means we'll have one show this week. So 769 was supposed to be Monday show and then I was supposed to record Thursday show tomorrow, but since it's you know we're only 24 hours apart even less, it doesn't make sense to do two full podcasts. So due to technical difficulties, this is a weird off week. Um and uh, so I apologize that, you, that you're kind of being cheated out of uh, uh, one of the episodes. But you know what? Life happens. Stuff happens. Sometimes we just have to deal, ladies and gentlemen. Charles. Nelson. Okay, enough, Harlan. Calm down. Sorry. Uh, but anyways, I did do the uh, Tonight Show last night, so maybe this is kind of interesting that I talked about, you know, before, and now you get me on the same show talking about after. But I don't want to overdo it. So what we'll do is uh, next podcast on Monday, uh, I will tell you about my experience uh, on the Tonight Show, uh, how I felt it went. I, I'll give you a little hint. I was very happy with it. I was, I just had a riot. I had such a good time. I'm still high from it because I just did it last night. Less than 24 hours ago, uh, I did the show. I I left the show, jumped in the limo, got on the airplane, flew back to Los Angeles. And uh, so I'm still just totally buzzing from having such a great time on The Tonight Show. But I don't want to overdo it, so I'll, I'll talk to you about it on Monday And, uh, again, sorry for the little snafu, but, uh, you know, sometimes we just have to deal with this technology business and the Internet and all the crazy stuff. Uh, So thank you for being here, gang. Thanks for your patience and understanding. Uh, For those of you that did watch The Tonight Show, I hope you enjoyed it. I got a few phone calls on it. I'll play those on Monday, Uh, a few emails, things like that. And give you some feedback. If you want to see it, you can go to uh, theTonightShow.com uh, and you can watch the uh, you can watch me do my set on their website on the Tonight Show website. Uh, and speaking of websites, don't forget to visit HarlanWilliams.com. You can write me there uh, at Harlan Williams on the contact link. Or if you want to phone me and leave me a message, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. That number is on the website if you can't remember the number. Uh, also check out our web store and tell your friends to get on the Harlan Highway. Please, 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 please. I, uh, I promoted the, uh, the highway heavily on The Tonight Show last night, uh, which was awesome. And uh, we want to expand the world. We want other people to ride down the highway with us. So tell your friends, uh, please, uh, please get the app on your cell phone. Uh, all you have to do is go to your app store and type in the Harlan Highway, and it should come up, and you can download for free. You get the most current 50 episodes for free if you become a premium member for only $20 a year, my goodness. You will get all 800 episodes, almost. We're almost at 800. Uh, You'll get my other podcast, Let's Have a Fight. You'll get uh, access to my live stand-up comedy. You'll get access to special interviews, all kinds of great stuff. So uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Again, thank you for being here. Uh, I'll let you go. But until next time, chicken. Chow mein, ba- 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 baby, chicka chicka chow chicka
1: chicka chow main baby.